often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 555. That's right, it's the fake phone number episode. Anytime you need a fake phone number, of course, it's 555 to start it out. I'm your host, Josh Albrecht, recording once again inside the Slapbox penthouse with my trusty sidekick, Agent Fox Mulder, the kitty cat, somewhere, somewhere about. I bet he's laying on the couch behind me. Or he's sunbathing. I mean, it's been warmer out. He's been sunbathing a lot. Yeah, he's not actually up here. He's not my trusty sidekick at the moment. Must be downstairs, soaking in the shade. Well, soaking in the sun, not the shade. Uh, cats love that heat. They like the sun. That's why they like to lay on people, too. They like the body heat. They like the body heat. He's not doing as much now, though, I think, because it's getting warmer. It's getting warmer. He doesn't need it. He doesn't need, he doesn't need me anymore. Under the food. Cleaning the shit up. Uh, still got that. <laughs> still got that. Still get to clean the shit up. That's uh, he hasn't found a way to do that. Maybe if he had that other leg, if he wasn't missing a leg, maybe he'd clean his own shit up. Ah, uh, yes, episode five, five, five. <laughs> uh, this is the the number to direct people to when you 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 know want a fake number. This is uh. Send them to this episode. I don't know what that means. But send them here. 555. Five, five. Uh, yes. So, uh... I, uh... <laughs> I, I did end up buying another guitar. I haven't gotten it yet. I, uh... I need to quit doing that. But I only had six guitars. And seven's really the number for me. Seven's... Uh, I'm a fan of seven, and I, I just can't have just six. I needed seven. I've had seven, well, not all at once, but I used to have more guitars. <laughs> if I still had them, I would have had, you know, one more of them. I would have had seven. Um, <laughs> yeah, I broke down and uh, bought the uh, Noel Gallagher uh, Epiphone Riviera. I didn't go with the Gibson. He's got a Gibson. It's not a Riviera. It's uh, some other one, but you know that's thousands of dollars. Um, this one's slightly less than a thousand, so um, it's gonna hurt the bank account, but uh, for a while. But not as it's not a Gibson kind of hurt. Uh, and uh, means uh, I, I'm really looking forward to overtime at work if that ever hits again. <laughs> But hey, I got I I'm excited to have a full uh like a like a bigger body uh semi hollow guitar. As uh I think I think that one's semi not fully hollow. I'd have to I'd have to look that up. I believe it's I believe it's semi. Um and really I'm not I'm not that big of a Oasis fan. I mean, I like some of their music mainly off of uh Morning Glory. And, uh, I mean, that's a great fucking album. I mean, the, the song I, you know, uh, connect that guitar to is, uh, Don't Look Back in Anger, which is like the only Noel Gallagher song that, like, he sings on, uh, during Oasis, really. 
And that's like the the big one that he sings. And uh <clears throat> Yeah, oh man, I'm to, I'm looking at it. It's this dark wine red color. Um but the video for that one is a uh, he's playing that guitar throughout the video. And uh this the, if you <laughs> listen to uh there's a promo video for this guitar where he's talking about it shooting the video and the drummer's on this white table in a swimming pool and apparently the director was telling him yeah it's a semi-hollow semi-hollow that's what I thought I didn't think it was fully hollow body anyway um <laughs> the <laughs> the director had told Noel Gallagher that oh you won't see you won't see the drummer it's gonna look like he's just drumming on the water and and then Noel Gallagher's like you know fuck that you know he's gonna look he's gonna look like he's on a fucking table <laughs> He's like, sure enough, you know, it looked like you, you see he's drumming on a white fucking table. <laughs> I think that's like the best part about the Oasis guys is just the fucking, you know, they're they're from a poor part of uh, the UK and the fucking, they got that working class, you know, vibe to them where it's just like, fuck everything, you know, fuck it, fucking going to get into a fight and <laughs> so good. And just how much they hate each other. There's, there, there's something great about that. I don't, I, I don't know. There's, I do enjoy like <laughs> the stories about that. I know I talked about it quite a while back. Whenever they first like uh, mentioned they were releasing this guitar, um, like the story of those two just fucking hating each other and uh, Liam just doing horrible. Liam, I mean, they both kind of. They're both assholes, from what I understand, but, like, Liam does seem to be the bigger asshole. <laughs> I can understand why Noel wouldn't want anything to do with him. But, you know, together, the uh, I mean, separate, Noel's just not, I mean, he's not Oasis. He's Noel Gallagher um, doesn't quite have the voice that Liam Liam does. Even though Don't Look Back in Anger, I mean, that's a solid song, even the, with uh, Noel singing it. You know, most of the Oasis songs are... The popular ones are they're, they're Liam, um, but I really wanted it. Uh, you know, I love I love some Beatles, and uh, I wanted like a semi hollow, like or like a fully hollow, something like a casino for forever. Even though I do have a semi hollow Les Paul, it's just not the same thing. It's a you know, it's not. These things are you know more narrow, but like you know wider at the same time, and. Uh, there's there's supposed to be there's more comfortable to like sit down and play and everything and there's it it looks a lot like a casino like uh from you know the beatles and uh the get back days like all the beatles except for maybe ringo i don't know maybe he had one but uh, i know john paul and george all had a epiphone casino and uh, they used to rock that shit on a lot of the beatles albums although they were rocking p90s in their in their casinos which i'm might switch to that pickup eventually. I don't know. I mean, from all the videos I've seen, the the pickups sound pretty decent in this guitar, but I kind of want that... I want that get-back kind of sound. <laughs> Maybe eventually I'll, I'll uh, slap a pair of P90s in there. I don't know. We'll we'll see. That's that's more money, and that's, that's further down the road. I, I don't have any money to spend because <laughs> I keep making decisions like this. <laughs> I could just... You know, fix my other, you know, put stuff on my other guitars and everything. But no, no, I, I, I just, uh, I had to have seven guitars. <laughs> it had to be a thing. It's, it's a nice number. And, uh, 
I've been get part of that is uh, I've been getting back into uh, Final Fantasy VII as uh, since I got the PS5. Another big purchase I made recently is uh, <laughs> uh what just keep uh, just shelling out money anyway. <laughs> I've been playing uh, the Final Fantasy VII uh, remake on there um, where they had the uh, PS5. I played it, of course, on PS4 and already bought it on there. But uh, the PS5 version gave you an extra mission called Intergrade with uh, Yuffie. And so there was more to the story. And so I wanted to... Upon getting the PS5, I had to get that and play the uh, the Yuffie mission. Because for me, when I think fucking PlayStation, what drove me to the PlayStation a lot was... Well, I guess I got the PlayStation before Final Fantasy VII came out, but I... Because I got... Yeah, I had a few things. I mean, the the system for me, the PlayStation, which I... Yeah, hell, I'll get into this, the whole PlayStation thing in a bit, but... Yeah, Final Fantasy VII. I, I, I did... The uh, first thing I did with the PS5 was rock the... Uh, Integrate, and now I'm rocking the Final Fantasy VII uh, Crisis Core Reunion, which is a reboot of the uh, Crisis Core game that was on the PSP, which is a prequel to the original Final Fantasy VII, um, which I never played the PSP version because I didn't have a fucking PSP. So uh, <clears throat> I the only other Final Fantasy VII game that I played really was uh, Dirge of the Cerberus, or three wrists, however the fuck you say it, the the game based around Vincent Valentine. It was a first-person shooter, or third-person rather, third-person shooter, not first-person, third-person shooter, uh, on the PlayStation 2, which it was eh. I played it more for the story. The gameplay was eh. Like, what the fuck is a third-person shooter doing? Third-person shooters are just weird anyway. And then you, it's like I, I only played it because I love me some Final Fantasy VII. And uh, the Final Fantasy VII, though, I mean, the place when I think PlayStation, I think of the original PlayStation. That's the game that fucking. I mean, that's my my jam, Jimmy Jam. Anyway, is Final Fantasy VII, the original, the OG, uh, the four. I think it was four discs, which I've still got. The original, uh, I think uh, uh, Jackman's actually got my copy of the Final Fantasy 7 on disc, uh, the PlayStation original, when I've loaned him uh, my, I've got like a f- a case full of like uh, PlayStation 1 games uh, but uh, <clears throat> and there's there was a good port of the Final Fantasy 7 on the PS4 that I can actually also download, the original Final Fantasy 7 uh, where you can actually run some cheats that made it like a little bit easier. Like you can make it to where you don't have to fight anybody unless it's like a boss fight and everything. And so if you just want to do like a speed run, just to go through and see the story and everything. And there was like a couple of other ones, like immediately go to limit break. <laughs> it makes uh building up so much quicker. And you know, through the years. I spent a lot of time building up characters on Final Fantasy VII because I've gone every couple of years. I'll go back and I'll play the original Final Fantasy VII, and it's a grind if you want to get to level ninety-nine. And since you know I've already done it, I feel like I can go ahead and use some of those cheats to like help me along. <laughs> At the end of the day, you know, my grinding it was 
Um, I wouldn't really cheat on it. And it, I never really cheated on it initially other than, you know, I did get a strategy guide when I first had it. Um, but, uh, I mean, I didn't use any cheat codes or anything like that for that game. It was kind of unnecessary because all you would have to do is just spend hours, like, grinding to, like, build up your characters before going on to the next thing. Um, with that being said, though, like, the secret bosses, those were a little bit harder to do. I mean, you had to max out everything to make them, like, easier and just make sure you have all the summons, like, uh, Knights of the Round, that sort of thing. And that took a little bit more of a strategy to beat them. Like the Emerald Weapon and Ruby Weapon. Uh, but I also have the Advent Children uh, movie. that came out in 2005, I want to say. Um, and, uh, but yeah, man, thinking back to, like, the original PlayStation. Like, that, that was such a revolutionary change to me from, uh, like previous systems, like definitely I'm thinking what, like uh, the 64, you know, was out around a a little bit before, I guess, before the PlayStation, which I didn't get a 64 until after I had a PlayStation. If I remember correctly, (laughs) Um, the PlayStation was my first disc based system. And before that, you know, I had all as far as consoles went, which of course I didn't have a, my own PC, until a little bit later, till a little bit after I had the the PlayStation One. Um, but uh, yeah, all my consoles before them were cartridge based, and uh, I think before getting that PlayStation One, I had the latest system I had was the Sega Genesis with the thirty two X attachment. So, I mean, that was a, a world of difference between that and the PlayStation 1. And uh, I had Ridge Racer, the original, with the PlayStation. It was a bundle package um, that... Uh, <laughs> and, uh, oh, man, it was... I played the shit out of the game, and what I loved to do was pull the... You could take the disc out while you were playing the game and then stick in fucking music cd and uh it would play the song while you were doing the race eventually you'd have to put the game back in when it had to load other shit up but uh if i put in sound gardens down on the upside the album (laughs) and it would play all of the song pretty noose which there was certain you could only like play certain songs like all the way through it's it was really weird um but i knew that i could play pretty noose all the way which is fucked up to think about that song now cause considering Chris Cornell did uh, take himself out with the noose. Um, it's a great fucking song, though, either way. But it's a little weird thinking about it now. But I do, lo- I do love that song, and I used to fucking rock out to Ridge Racer. I rock out to Soundgarden on Ridge Racer. And I knew the course by the song. It's like I knew... <laughs> I, I feel like when I was playing that all the fucking time, I could have just like closed my eyes, listened to the song and just done the right controls. Just known it right there. And probably still fucking beat the black car. <laughs> I played that game so goddamn much. And there was the hidden black car that uh, you didn't have to beat to win, but if you beat the black car, of course, you could use the black car. The black car had just insane stats and you could just fucking dominate like a motherfucker. Um... 
I just got so good at drifting in that game that uh, I felt like I didn't even need the black car. <laughs> I was so good at that at that game at one point. I'd be f- probably fucking terrible now. Um, but uh, yeah, the, that was one of the coolest things, but features about the 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 OG PlayStation's the fact that you could put it in a music CD. And I used to do crazy things too, because uh, you could just put in a music CD in the system without a game, and then just play it on the system, and it brought up like a menu and everything to where you could listen to each track and all everything. And I would, <laughs> if there was a game I was stuck on, mainly it was this game called Tombstone. I would open it up like it was a CD. I would go into the menu for like listening to a CD, and then put the game in, and listen to the audio tracks. <laughs> it's like there was a fucking ton of audio tracks in uh, to- Tombstone or whatever the fuck. Uh, Silverload, Silverload, not Tombstone. Uh, which maybe I said Silverload already. But anyway, <laughs> I'm a bit of a space cadet. Silverload, um, not the uh, movie about Wyatt Earp. Uh, Silverload, the game, uh, was, a, was a bitch of a game. Like, I... I Took me forever. I ended up having to fucking wait till the internet would uh, grow up a little bit to where you could easily find information on games and find what the hell I was missing in that game. I, apparently, there was a thing you had to put in his hand to be able to use this thing as a teleporter. And I didn't see anywhere because it's one of those games where it's like a point and click, basically. And, <laughs> you know, you got to read a lot of shit. <laughs> And I don't remember there being anything in the game that, like, tells you that you have to put this thing in your... Like, I went to the room where this teleporter was. Not knowing it was a teleporter, I think there was just, like, a pentagram on the floor. I had no idea you had to stick this thing in his hand while being in that room. And then it would, like, teleport. Like, the game was... Didn't make that very clear. (laughs) So I, I, of course, listened to the audio tracks, which didn't give me a whole lot of clues as to... uh, what the uh, what the secret was to beating it, but it led to some entertaining shit because I could just listen to certain audio parts again, like where it's like uh, he's talking to a pig at one point, <laughs> and there was great lines like he's like nothing happens, nothing happens. I we I need to go back get that ah. Uh, I don't know how I do it. Maybe there's clips of it on YouTube and shit, but I'd like to get drops of that. Like nothing happens. I doubt many people are going to know where that fucking audio came from, but the voice acting in that game is pretty great. Going back to Final Fantasy VII, uh, the uh, Crisis Core uh, reboot. Holy shit, the acting in that is is not great. Is not great. Mainly the main character Zach, which is not good because that's the main voice you hear. Is that voice acting and. A lot of it's the dialogue, but also like the it just he's kind of annoying. <laughs> the story's good though. It, the game's addictive. The gameplay, if you like Final Fantasy, like the original seven, um, there's a lot of similarities. You're just using one person. There's not a team, but uh, and the, there's a lot of grinding. A lot of grinding. If you like grinding, um, if you like grinder, I don't know. Maybe I don't. It's not really related to grinder, but uh. If you like man-on-man sex, it might be a thing for you <laughs> to play Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core. Or not, you know. I, <laughs> it could be. Grinding. Uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> there, well, the, 
I don't know if there is in Crisis Core, but I know in Final Fantasy VII there is a gay ba- gangbang, and there's just a bunch of dudes. It's like uh, that scene, which I love that scene when like there's <laughs> Cloud is has to go dress as a woman, and he's going through the uh, uh, I guess it's brothel, <laughs> the honeybee. There's the different rooms you go into, and there's the one where he just like gets like gangbanged. <laughs> it's so great. And it's so comical. It's so so good. And of course, you're doing it just so he can go dress as a woman, which is fantastic. And uh, I thought they did that part fairly well in the uh, in the re- remake. It was uh, they kept the entertainment factor in there and uh, the androgyny. They had uh, Cloud in a dress which he looked much better in the remake in a dress than I would say in the uh in the original it seemed more comical in the original whereas the remake I'm like well I don't know I might uh, I might want to get a taste of that cloud oh <laughs> uh, this isn't exactly where I was expecting to go tonight but it's where I've gone <laughs> this is a strange thing and with <laughs> You know, I haven't been that adventurous in porn in years. And for whatever reason, too, like getting back into Final Fantasy VII, I went on Pornhub. And uh, I recently started watching the Pornhub doc, too. And I kinda—I didn't finish it. I f- feel like I kind of know the story already. Um, but uh, Pornhub's a lot different now, you know, after uh, the whole... I mean, they thankfully, I mean, it's, it's gone towards its more... Uh, Uh, profitable, I guess, and everything for the uh, performers and uh, the because of the uh, you know attention that they've had and uh, outcry of people uh, the, they had underage people without their consent having you know videos of them on the fucking internet and stuff on Pornhub, which they're not the only site uh, to have this problem, but uh, <laughs> Pornhub forever had this shit like uh apparently all over and uh even the people in these videos would try to get it taken down and it's just they might take it down but it's immediately put back up and huge problem that's what a lot of uh that documentary on uh, Netflix is about but it's changed a lot it's a it's a very different different site now and there's i got to say there's a lot more interesting things if you look past the step step sibling and step mother and all that shit porn I don't know what the hell that's a thing still I'm like why do I want to see a porn where everybody's related that's that's a, that's a different issue <laughs> it's you know and, and at the end of the day I, I kind of look past it like I just got I got a job to do and like this girl looks attractive I uh, you know I'll, I'll look past the part that she's calling me brother um, <laughs> it's a weird th- it's a weird thing that so many people are into stepsisters and shit. Um, it's never been my kink. Um, that being said, though, there is um, a lot of Final Fantasy porn, Final Fantasy VII to be precise, on Pornhub. And the uh, the quality of it. And, uh, there's a few that cosplay. I haven't seen a whole lot of like good cosplay ones. Um... But man, the uh, the ones that are fucking computer animated, those have gotten 
really good. Some of them are still shit. Some of them are still shit, but holy shit, people have, uh, it's uh, like, holy shit, maybe, maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe AI is not as bad as, <laughs> when the, when the computer overlords take over, maybe the world won't be as bad as I think. Like, they won't exterminate us right away. They'll just have us <laughs> jerking off to the porn they made up. <laughs> It still doesn't beat the real deal like live action porn. But it's gotten better. Like I never was into like getting into the porn where it's just like the cartoons. The hen- the hentai porn, which I guess this is still considered hentai, even though it's like computer animated. Um but uh I mean, it's got it's very impressive. And uh I you know, it's not like I search out hentai porn uh really ever. So I was like, oh, man, I, I, it should have occurred to me that this stuff, you know, has gotten way better. I just hadn't, uh, that's a great search. <laughs> I just uh, Google searched that. Let's see what the history of hentai. <laughs> uh, see, according to Wikipedia, hentai is a term that refers to pornographic anime and manga. A lone word from Japanese, the original term, Japanese characters, uh, <laughs> I don't know how to say, does not describe a genre of media, but rather an abnormal sexual desire or act as an abbreviation of hentai seiyoku, I believe is how you say that, sexual perversion, uh, I guess is what that means. In addition to anime and manga, hentai works exist a variety of media, including artwork and video games, commonly known as eroge, erogi, something like that. Um, the development of hentai has been influenced by Japanese cultural and historical attitudes towards sexuality. Hentai works, which are often self-published, form a significant portion of the market of dujin works, including dujinshi. Uh, numerous subgenres exist, depicting a variety of sexual acts and relationships, as well as novel fetishes I don't know what half of that means oh I think AJ Mulder likes the hentai because all of a sudden he's back in here and he's like well uh, screw the sunshine let's uh let's talk about hentai I love some hentai (laughs) uh as uh I think what you know I mean Japan's like always been into like the uh the anime and stuff and they're I mean they're animation so much more interesting I think than most American animation with the I mean Japanese anime is like a I'm not a huge anime person or anything but uh, I definitely like some uh, like Ghost in the Shell back in the day and Akira <laughs> and uh, this a lot of the times in America most uh, I mean it's different now there's more adult animation now but uh, as I was coming up uh, you know most of the animation in America was driven towards kids where in uh, Japan anime was, I mean, they have really broad story. I mean, the involved stories. I mean, it's more like, uh, like a serious movies and stuff. I mean, there's just so much going on in Japanese anime. Like it is, I never felt like, Oh, this is a kid's thing watching Japanese anime, which I'm sure that, you know, they have that they they have that that shit too I guess like Pokemon and all that stuff 
that's I believe that's Japanese, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh <clears throat> but uh yeah. As I'm thinking about it too with the Pornhub shit, like the one thing that was really uh this uh not only like the the hentai, but they do live action uh oh what do they call it? Uh let's see here. Forgot the uh let's see let's see um <laughs> I forgot what the term is. Uh, but it's like octo. No, it's like octopuses and shit. And uh, see here. No, that ain't it. Oh, there's a there's Squid Game porn. Oh, I'll have to check that out. <laughs> That's some weird shit. Were people gonna die in this porn? Uh, as uh, it's not what I was looking for. Um. Maybe I'll just look up octopus. As uh, let's see here. That should uh, what is the term I'm looking for? Um, oh, it's some weird shit, man. Ah, this woman's got an octopus tattoo on her on her ass that goes around her asshole and shit. Um, that's kind of fucking weird. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. She's that's just that's just really weird. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's all this woman with an octopus. <laughs> uh but the Japanese, I know they have that uh that weird uh weird shit cravings. Um I guess tentacle porn, I guess is what they call it. Um the, yeah, anyway, they, they have, you know, it used to be like uh, anime sort of thing, some hentai. Uh, my computer's going to be all fucked up after I uh, <laughs> fucking search all this porn shit. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of tentacle porn, but like it used to be, of course, like a hentai sort of thing, but there's like live action videos of it now that are fucking weird and it like man it's like they have ones where it's like alien dicks <laughs> and I don't know it's just fucking weird it's uh and it, well that one's not live action but it's like a com- computer animation thing but it looks fucking real on a thumbnail fuck man that's fucking it's just fucking weird, man. It's, it's weird stuff. And a lot of it, though, I think a lot of, like, the tentacle porn and shit, like, came up in Japan. Because due to the fact that uh, there's a... Uh, Japan's real weird about porn. Like, you can't have... Uh, if it's live action, you can't have... Uh, <laughs> I just keep looking at these thumbnails. It's really fucking me up. It's so fucking me up. Those things are so weird. <laughs> like I, I'll watch it just out of curiosity, but it's like not getting me aroused at all. It's just like a train wreck. I can't fucking <laughs> stop watching it. And so, for some reason, there's a Velma and Daphne from Scooby Doo getting fucked by ghosts. 
Anyway, tentacle board and stuff. Uh, like I didn't realize they were making live action ones of that shit now, and that is, that is something. That is uh, <laughs> oh, that I like. I didn't even mean to like find that stuff. I was just looking up the Final Fantasy VII porn. I was like, you know, I wonder if there's any good cosplay. And then I and I went into the hot hentai stuff. I was like, holy shit, this is stuff that's starting to get almost as good as live action stuff. And then I came across the live action tentacle porn, and that's when my it broke my brain. <laughs> I think that's. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's not the most fucked up thing I've ever seen on the internet. That's for sure. I mean, I've it's not, it's not uh, scat. You know, there's not shit involved. People aren't vomiting up shit. Um, and and you know, there's not any death. So it's not that dark. It's just fucking weird. It's just really fucking weird. <laughs> it's not menstruation porn either. That's a little fucked up. That's uh, that's something I could have gone without seeing, and yet I've seen it. Thanks, Internet. Thank you so much. <laughs> As I've uh, got that th- thousand-yard stare from uh, watching too much fucked-up things on the Internet. Some of it porn, some of it just some of it just fucked up, man. Some of it just fucked up. So, I, at least I know what you know. The world's all about about the darkness. I know all about the darkness. I know all about Sephiroth. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to like wash my brain now of the tentacle porn. I feel like I should have done that at the end. Should have done that at the end. If I was going to watch any tentacle porn, even just like a thumbnail of it, it should have been at the end. And uh, then maybe had drinks afterwards, you know, kind of just uh, cleanse the brain of it somehow. As I just can't get that out of my head now. That's, uh, I just gonna have to live with it. (laughs) Uh, and, uh, (laughs) it's like when I went to Germany and I knew I wanted to visit Dachau. Okay. Maybe it's not a good comparison. (laughs) It's nothing like visiting Dachau. Um, the point was, I mean, it was, uh, I knew going into going into to Dachau that uh, I would need to uh, cleanse my palate, as it were, and get my you know cleanse my brain, and that uh, I needed to do something immediately afterwards. I didn't want that to be the last thing I remembered of Germany is like remembering the Holocaust. Though it's an important thing, you need to need to know about that, need to remember it. And so, of course, I I scheduled the food and beer tour for that later that night, and it turned out to be the right thing because uh, I of course. Ran into a uh, or met a lovely Canadian woman by the name of Alex on that uh, on that trip. Actually, to Dachau, I didn't really meet her. She was there. We were on it, and then next thing you know, we both had the same idea, which made me feel not as bad. For you know what, I'm gonna go have drinks after seeing the worst of the worst in uh, human history. Um, I was like, oh, I wasn't the only one. Like, let's have a palate cleanser with a a food and beer tour. A beautiful Canadian woman also had that idea, and uh, and you know they're really polite. So I figured <laughs> maybe I'm not as awful as I thought I would. Then again, maybe I am. <laughs> I mean, I I was in Dachau and thinking about how attractive this woman was. Though I was like, man, I can't, 
And, you know, you can't help that thing when you find somebody attractive. And thinking of it, you know, it's not like I went and pursued her while I was in Dachau. Um, be like, you know, there was none of that, uh, is it hot in here or is it just the ovens? <laughs> there was no, uh, none of that. There's, uh, no, uh, no concentration camp jokes while in the concentration camp. That's a thing, man. That's a thing. That should, there should be some definitely laws on that. There might be. I don't know. I don't know what the laws are on that. Um, but there definitely should be. There's definitely, you know, you should get fined at the very least if you're taking like selfies and shit inside there. It's one thing to take like pictures of, I think it's important for people to see it and everything. And I'm fine, you know, with you taking like a snapshot of the camp and everything and like, you know, maybe making a post about it and saying, hey, this is, you know, where the worst, the worst happened. And uh, there's definitely areas they tell you not to take pictures of in certain places and shit. But uh, definitely don't go in there and, like, post a selfie with you smiling next to the fucking gas chamber. This is a little fucked up. A little fucked up. I mean, I'm a fucked up individual, but I'm not that fucked up. As uh, (laughs) I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm just kind of off the rails, kind of off the rails. Um, which maybe I should switch it up a little bit. I mean, Star Wars Celebration just happened, and you know, there's some some positive things to look forward to in that that don't involve concentration camps. Although maybe they have their equivalent, a, a Sith centration camp. I don't know. Maybe that'll be a part of one of the new movies. Um, I know that uh, they did say they're going to have uh three new Star Wars movies. One being directly uh, directed by uh, Dave Filoni, who, uh, if you're unfamiliar with the behind the scenes of uh, the Star Wars universe, Dave Filoni is uh, the one behind the Clone Wars cartoon and uh, the Bad Batch, as well as he's got his live action start with The Mandalorian. And uh, he's... I guess one of the showrunners behind the Mandalorian, he's been involved with basically all the star Wars series as he's basically, I would consider him as George Lucas's protege and he's never done a, a full feature. And I, I'm excited to see what uh, he has in store for the feature as he's of course came up with the uh, character Ahsoka. And, uh, he's of course involved with that series as well. And, uh, I will. I, I I miss seeing Star Wars in the theater. I love these Star Wars shows for the most part, and uh, <clears throat> though this last episode of Mandalorian, like really, wasn't that great. A lot of the season hasn't been that great. I mean, I, I enjoy watching it. Like this last episode, it just seemed like uh, a reason to put Jack Black and Christopher Lloyd, uh, who to whom which both I love. I love me some Jack Black. Love the tenacious D. Love the D. And, uh, of course, Christopher Lloyd. I mean, Doc Brown, man. Fucking Back to the Future. You gotta love Doc Brown. Side note, there's a new Michael J. Fox documentary coming out on, I believe it's Apple TV that I'm excited to see, actually. I wanna wanna try to watch that one even though I don't have Apple TV. I'm hoping I'm making... Maybe can rent it on there or something. Um... He's he's just an interesting guy. Of uh, he, I know he put out a book a couple of years ago. I heard him talk about a lot of that. You know the Parkinson's. Anyway, and who doesn't love fucking Michael J. Fox? 
Anyway, though, this last episode of Mando did, of course, just seem like uh, a reason to have Christopher Lloyd and Jack Black in there. And just like, uh, <laughs> there wasn't anything too exciting in there. They went after some fucking malfunctioning robots. And there's only like two more episodes left of this season. <laughs> it's not as bad as like The Walking Dead, where the final season, of course, they go into the big, one of the big plot lines to that one was a, a fishing story. <laughs> catfish story <laughs> still kills me one of their big storylines for the final season was a catfish <laughs> that's too good this is too good and the zombie apocalypse a big we're gonna close it out with a catfish story <laughs> uh, a, a show that brought us Negan and the governor and just great fucking villains one of the big story arcs, the final season, is catfished. <laughs> anyway, Star Wars. Back to Star Wars. So, yeah, they just had the Star Wars celebration. And, of course, you know, they're announcing all their uh, new shit. There's new Rey movies. Um, as it's, like, in the future, and she's building a new Jedi Order, which I'll go watch it. I mean, I'm not super stoked about it. Um, I'll be interested. James Mangold uh, is, uh, I guess, is that the one he's doing? I'm not sure. But James Mangold, I know, is doing one or uh, movies or so, and Filoni's doing, uh, his is going to focus on the New Republic, um, <clears throat> which will be an interesting. Uh, so that's the time of the Mandalorian and such. Um Oh, I, I am unfamiliar. I believe it's uh, uh, Shareem Obeid Chinoy, um, which I'm probably mispronouncing her name. <clears throat> I knew that there was a woman that was set to make a, a film too, but uh, okay, she's doing the ones with Ray. So I, I'm unfamiliar with her work. I do not know. Um, I've seen some of James Mangold's stuff. I mean, he did Logan. Apparently he's doing the new Indiana Jones, which I'm excited to see. I love Logan. Logan! She's your total Logan! <laughs> I feel like they should have... You should put uh, Patrick Stewart in there somewhere and say the word Logan. Just in there. Logan! Hey, Logan! She's your daughter, Logan! As, uh, I don't know why you would have that in there or a character named Logan. And have just some like furry creature called Logan. Just as a nod to uh, <laughs> to Logan, uh, but I guess there's not a whole lot of information on those films. But it, it, I mean, knowing that Dave Filoni's doing doing a movie, I mean, uh, watching a lot of these shows, I definitely think that a lot of the problems I have, or the problems that I do have with these shows, a lot of times, I mean, they don't have the budget that the the movies have you know the m movies just have just an insane budget and uh you can tell by uh the effects and everything in there like they whereas the show you can definitely tell they tried to cut as many corners as they can even though they've got like the new technology that they have i mean the, considering this is a tv show seeing what is in there is pretty amazing but at the same time, 
it's still not as good as a Star Wars movie. Though they can, you know, expand more because it's cheaper to make. They can flesh out more story and build on characters more than you can in, say, a movie. So there's some pluses and some minuses, but man, I really miss just seeing Star Wars in the theater. It's one of those things where, you know, seeing a Star Wars movie in the theater is much like going to see, like, Back to the Future or Indiana Jones. It's, you know, a theme park ride at the at the movie theater. And, you know, you get that fucking the big music, sound effects. Oh, the fucking sound effects. You know, jo- John Williams has got to be getting fucking old. Um, I, you know, I don't know who's going to score the new stuff. Uh, as a man, yeah, I don't think he's going to be. I mean, is he going to do the. Uh, I mean, he's the music behind fucking Indiana Jones, too. That guy's a fucking legend. Yeah, he's 91. I don't think he's going to be doing it a whole lot longer. You know, composing stuff. He's probably fucking half deaf by now. Shit. Um, but I mean, he's the, I imagine the other people that compose stuff for Star Wars are going to use that as a base is to kind of use his score and such. Uh, but we, you know, there's, there's just something to hear in that through the big ass speakers of a movie theater and then seeing that the, the crawl at the beginning. Which I don't know if the most of these new ones probably aren't going to have it because they only, I guess, do that with the Skywalker storyline. You know, the Ray ones, I guess, will have the crawl. The Star Wars story, I know, but they seem to kind of, like, get away from that. They're, I guess they're not... I don't know if they're going to keep calling it a Star Wars story because, I mean, they shit-canned a lot of the ideas they had. It's hard to know where Disney's going to go with shit because um, they seem to change their mind on shit uh, frequently. And... uh it sucks because I I did enjoy the solo movie. I thought uh, I mean I wasn't crazy about Alden Ehrenreich or whatever his name is that played solo. I would there was an actor that looks a lot like a young Harrison Ford and that does an awesome fucking Harrison Ford impression, but that would have been great to have him in there. But again, he, it's not actually Harrison Ford. I think the problem is it's just not fucking Harrison Ford. I mean, you can't you can't beat. The OG, the original fucking uh, Han Solo. I mean, you're not gonna, you're not gonna beat that. It's here, some motherfucking Ford. But it was an entertaining movie, and uh, I liked the fact that they had Darth Maul at the end, and I was so excited. And I loved, uh, I did, even though it's not the original Lando. In comparison, you know, there's, I love me some Billy D. Williams. Don't get me wrong, but I thought Donald Glover, which I'm just a fan of Donald Glover, I think is what it is. I, I love Community, and I thought Donald Glover was a great fucking Lando. But, uh, I was excited to see what they would do with uh, Donald Glover as Lando and more of another movie or series or whatever. And then uh, build on that. And I like Amelia Clark. She was in there, and they they had uh, they were going into the uh, underworld with Darth Maul and shit. With an old Darth Maul you saw at the end. And I was like, oh, this is exciting. And then because it didn't have as big of a reception as compared to other Star Wars movies, it was just like completely abandoned. Like, so I'll never get to know what happened. And that movie's already 
gone for a while now. I mean, that that movie, I mean, it was kind of plagued from the get-go. I mean, while production was going on, they got rid of the original director and then brought in Ron Howard. And uh, I thought, though, it was like a, it was a decent film. I was entertained by it, you know? And that, at the end of the day, that's what a Star Wars movie is supposed to be. You're not supposed to, like, think that hard about, like, does this line up? Does this... Uh, <laughs> Does this work? You're supposed to forget everything and uh, just, you know, go along for the ride. And uh, I felt I was I was along for the ride with Solo. I was along for the ride, and uh, it's I'm still st- saddened. I I don't get more Donald Glover as Lando. No uh, childish Gambino as uh, as fucking Lando, but I am getting a community movie. As uh, that's that's pretty awesome. I uh, I want to see that. Um, I don't know if they. I haven't heard anything about it in a while. I know that. Uh, let's see here we go. Movie release date. Ooh, let's see here. This is uh as of two days ago. Woohoo! On Looper had some announcements about it. The community movie, what we know so far. And, of course, if you're not familiar with the uh, inner workings of community, it was created by Dan Harmon, the guy behind Rick and Morty, which, of course, is a, like a parody on uh, Back to the Future, going back to all of that. Um, let's see here. This article on uh, Looper here says, Nearly 10 years ago, the cult NBC sitcom community released its final episode on the now-defunct streaming platform Yahoo Screen, successfully ending a tumultuous run with the hope of a series long dream, six seasons, and a movie. (laughs) In September of 2022, that dream finally came true, with Peacock confirming a feature film would be released on their streaming service. Oh, fuck me, it's on their streaming service. (laughs) That kind of sucks. Hopefully I can just, like, rent it on something else. Uh, The original series followed Jeff, played by one Joel McHale, a disgraced lawyer attempting to get a college degree after a career of deception, however, and trying to seduce fellow student and pseudo-activist Britta, played by Gillian Jacobs, Uh, which, if you like podcasts, Comedy Bang Bang, whenever she's on, it's been pretty fantastic. Uh, She was on the podcast, of course. Uh, She was with... uh, Alan Thick at one point. Not the real Alan Thick. It was uh, Paul F. Tompkins as Alan Thick. And uh, also uh, G- Gary Marshall, which uh, also <laughs> Paul F. Tompkins did a great impression of. And they both ended up dying. So um, Gilly, Gilly's so great. And I think more importantly, my favorite show with Gillian Jacobs is the show Love. Phenomenal show. It's on Netflix. It's fantastic. It's a, it's a good It's a good watch. Um, and, uh, anyway, it says, it says he unknowingly being Jeff unknowingly begins a journey of friendship and self-discovery. That's every bit as sweet as it sounds and way weirder too. Among the cast were high strung overachiever, Annie played by, of course, uh, Alison Brie of glow and Bojack Horseman. I forgot she was in Alice and Bojack Horseman. Um, she's great in glow anyway. Uh, high school football star Troy, that is Donald Glover, uh, Mr. fucking Donald Glover, childish Gambino. <sighs> and uh, the only other person I can see that I can see playing Lando Calrissian other than Billy D. Williams. I mean, I loved that. Ca- I love that choice. 
is you know Donald. It's just fucking Donald Glover. Anyway, this new found movie obsessed friend Abed, who's in uh, Mythic Quest. Uh, uh, Danny Pudi is the actor, of course, that plays him. His recent divorcee, Shirley, a black lady sketch shows Yvette Nicole Brown. Oh, I forgot she was divorced. That was the. It's been a while since I watched Community. Uh. I think it only they only mentioned the fact she was like a recent divorcee, like in the very beginning of the show. Uh, anyway, and then there's of course Pierce Hawthorne, that was uh, Chevy Chase, who got fired from the show for having some racist outbursts, if I remember correctly. Um, <laughs> oh, it sucks, you know. As uh, Joel, I think he played like Chevy in a, a Netflix movie too, as well. Which uh, got to be weird. I mean, he knows Chevy, worked with Chevy, and then like played Chevy. Um. <clears throat> anyway, uh, Antes, which maybe he wasn't Chevy. He was in the movie. Either way, anticipation for the film is already palpable. With the main question on many minds being who will return to their roles. And who will be counted absent? I'm thinking Chevy Chase will be counted absent. Uh, here's everything that's known about the upcoming movie so far. Please, Donald Glover, be in it. Uh, see, is when will it be released? Unfortunately, there's no, there's currently no information about when the community movie will be released. However, Joel McHale did go on Jimmy Kimmel Live and announced the movie would start filming in June of this year. That is 2023. Allison Bree later said something similar, telling Collider that it looks like the film will get going in summer of 2023. So that lines up about with the June idea there. Based on that info, we'd assume the movie would probably come out in late 2023 or early 2024. This wait is the only downside to Peacock's film announcement, which had community fans freaking out on Twitter. At Stephanie, uh, Stephen McGrady, uh, shared a gif of Troy frantically running around Annie Abed and a man they just rendered unconscious with the caption, my whole brain is crying. Uh, Peacock responded with, we have avoided the darkest of timelines. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. Ken Jeong and uh, Joel McHale have a podcast called The Darkest Timeline that they started during the pandemic. And uh, I got to say, they might be onto something. We might be in the darkest timeline. Uh, yeah, so that's basically what they have to say about it. There's no idea. Uh, they're just speculating what the plot would be. Here's uh, I want to know who's in it, who's starring it. Believe it or not, it looks like the mass majority of the community stars are heading back to Greendale. When the movie was officially announced, we learned that Joel McHale would return as the study group's lever, uh, leader, Jeff Winger, which, of course, McHale's going to do it. I mean... He and he'd be accompanied by Gillian Jacobs, Allison Bree, Danny Pudi, Jim Rash, which was Dean Pelton, and then Ken Jong. But uh, what about Donald Glover? <laughs> Initially, we weren't sure if Donald Glover was going to reprise his role of Jock Troy Barnes. But in April of 2023, Childish Gambino gave an interview to GQ saying, "The Community movie, there's some progress on it. We're supposed to start shooting it soon. Whew. Haven't seen a script in true Dan Harmon fashion." We'll probably get it uh, on the first day, but yeah, it's supposed to be happening. So never fear. It looks like Glover is back in the community fold. Unfortunately, we don't know if Yvette Nicole Brown is returning as Shirley, and needless to say, Chevy Chase doesn't seem to be involved. I'm thinking that goes without saying. <laughs> well, it's because his character died in the series and because he hasn't exactly 
beloved by uh, he wasn't exactly beloved by anyone working on the show other cast members like keith david jonathan banks john oliver and paget brewster have not been confirmed to return yet oh i'd love to get john oliver in there you got to get john oliver right <laughs> uh yeah that's pretty exciting and uh i don't know who's gonna direct it um and if if you're if you've never watched Community, you need to go back and at least watch the paintball episodes. I think there was three of them, and those episodes were fucking amazing. I mean, those were like fucking. I don't remember if the Russo brothers did uh, all of the paintball episodes. Um, let's see here, I think there's three of them. But uh, that's, oh, I guess there's a it's, it's more than three. Um, but I know the Russo brothers did at least one or two of them, and that's what got them uh, the ability to do the Avengers was the uh, fucking paintball episodes, man. Shit's fucking great. Um, yeah, I guess there was five of them. Fuck. There's, yeah. Holy shit. I'm what I see what the top one is. Fistful of paintball. That's number two. For a few paintballs more. <laughs> uh oh, it's cause the the one was a two parter. That's the fist uh fistful of paintballs and a, a few paintballs more. That's that's a two parter. So do you count this as five? Because it's kinda not kinda not really uh, but yeah, the Russo brothers did it at least probably that that two parter. But I know that after they did their paintball episode, that's uh, I guess Kevin Feige saw that. I was like, we gotta we gotta have these guys direct the Avengers. We gotta make this happen. And uh, they did what was it Endgame? They did one of them. I don't I don't remember one or multiple. I recall off the, the top of my head, but the Russo brothers, of course, have got involved with the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, the MCU, as it is. And uh, sadly, I didn't get to see Ant-Man in the theater. I feel like I should have gone to see that one in the theater. I heard it was good. But, you know, being a little light on cash and keep making stupid decisions like buying guitars makes it a little hard to get out <laughs> and do things. Hey, but next week I've got uh, uh, the initial uh, date that I was given was like Thursday. I'll have it. Um, we'll see, though. I mean, uh, it's sweet. I've ordered it from Sweetwater, which this is the first guitar I've ever ordered from Sweetwater. I've always done my shit with uh, musicians, friends. If I order online, as far as instruments are concerned, so I've never uh, bought a guitar from Sweetwater. I think. Overall, from people enjoy sweet ordering online, at least from Sweetwater over Musician's Friend, and Musician's Friend seems to copy a lot of shit that Sweetwater does, or at least try to. And uh, I don't think they do a, as good of a job. Uh, but I, I reviews wise and such, it seems like people enjoy Sweetwater over uh, Musician's Friend, and all the YouTubers seem to back the the Sweetwater. Sweetwater, I know. Uh, sponsors a lot of YouTubers and they do a lot of contests and giveaways and such on YouTube for guitars 
And uh, so, and they're supposed to do a really good job setting up guitars and everything. I'm pretty excited about that. I'll see. I will definitely give uh, my thoughts and impressions on that guitar uh, once once I receive it. Um, that being said, I mean it is an Epiphone, uh, not made in America. To clarify, because there there's only a few Epiphones that are actually made in America, and those are like in the two to three grand range. Um, it is uh, made in China, and uh, the, from what I understand, the quality has gone up these last couple of years. Is of course they've been making them in China for a while now, and uh, I think before China, right before China, was Korea that was building the uh, Epiphones. I mean, it's moved around a little bit. Um, and uh, Japan was doing it for a while, and actually the uh, Epiphone that Noel Gallagher actually bought in the 90s when he recorded Don't Look Back in Anger and uh, What's the Story, Morning Glory, all that shit. Um, that was a Japanese-made one. I think it was like a 91. And at the time, I mean, it was the cheap Epiphone line. They were Japanese-made, but the Japanese-made ones are considered very well-made guitars. And they're highly sought after now. If you get a used one of those online, you're looking at probably a couple of grand for a Japanese-made Epiphone Riviera of that time period. As long as it's, they're not something seriously wrong with it, like it had like a neck repair or something. Um, <clears throat> but I think the parts on this one are are a little bit better. I know that a lot of the times. The problems with these Epiphones, these cheaper Epiphones, which the Adam Jones, which thankfully I didn't <laughs> I didn't go out and buy one of the art guitars of there. I have a fucking Adam Jones Gibson. What the fuck? Although it would be pretty sweet to have that Vale of Bees one. <laughs> I love the artwork on the back. It's pretty fucking awesome. But I, I can't spend 1300 to $2,000 on a guitar that's not quite as good as the one I currently have. <laughs> that's... Just not right. But uh, anyway, the electronics and the wiring seems to be really shit and a lot of, you know, cheaper made Epiphones, which apparently, I mean, they put better parts. I know at least in the Adam Jones one, there is some very solid shit inside there. They got the orange drop capacitors um, and uh, they did a much better job building that. I mean, it is more of a premium guitar. Yeah, is, I mean, that's for a overseas-made Epiphone. Like that's high dollar. I mean, that's a that's an expensive guitar for a Chinese-made Epiphone. Um, this one's not nearly not not as expensive. Um, but they don't have the art on the back of the guitar either. So <laughs> even though it was like a signature series, uh. It'll be interesting to... I'm pretty excited to have it. Even if the wiring shit, though, I mean, I can always rewire it. Those are a bitch, though, uh, when you have a semi-hollow guitar to rewire. They are very much a bitch. <laughs> so I, I probably have to pay pay somebody to do that. And go to my local guitar store, River City, pay them to uh, change it out for me. <laughs> As uh, my attempt on that Les Paul didn't turn out so well. <laughs> I of course it was kind of my own fault for uh, wiring stuff backwards, and I didn't have anything to shield the wires with. There were some silly mistakes I made in there, and that was like the most involved uh, soldering I had ever done. I was afraid I'd maybe like torch some shit in there. <laughs> um, 
but uh, I th- I think this one like I haven't seen any real negative reviews on uh, uh, Riviera. I can't spell. <laughs> I'm trying to see if there's. Uh, see here as uh yeah i spelled that all wrong um i'm not seeing any uh review uh i haven't seen any real negative things like there's definitely uh like on premiumguitar.com it does say like the pros are the faultless construction it's good to hear. Very nice PAF style tones. Exceptional playability. Beautiful visual presence. A cool vibe. Comes with a hard case, which I'm not crazy about the PAS. I know it's a bit classic staple in music, but not really my go-to. Which uh, my semi Hello Les Paul actually I had changed to some Seymour Duncan's like PAF uh, clones. Um cons of it are the extra 200 bucks you'll pay over the price of a more modest Epiphone ES335 which I thought about getting thought about getting probably should have might be too much for practical players Um, but yeah there's I just hope the uh, the wiring ring's good and that it doesn't like end up shorting out real quick and whatnot. I mean, these demos and these reviews right now, are they're not like I've owned this guitar for a year and I've been playing it. I haven't, I haven't seen anybody really talk about that. Um, I would like to, it would be great to like swap it out for some fucking uh, dog ear like P90s. Get more of a casino sound of it. Anyway, I guess that's all I've got. Uh, as always, that is a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can.